You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for another amazing episode of the African Father in America podcast. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I am in Seattle, Washington, and uh, I am originally from Kisumu, Kenya. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited to be here. I see that we've been joined already on YouTube by M. Jewel. I see that you're saying greetings, uh, Simon and guest. We are going to have a guest in a moment. We are going to have a guest maybe in the next five minutes or so. Um, uh, but for now, you're just going to have me. <laughs> uh, our proverb today is really, really beautiful. Uh, we've been joined here by Cubs. Cubs, how are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm so sorry. I had the mic was was on. I was getting my coffee and pulling my chair. <laughs> no I'm problem. Doing... No problem. No problem. We today we were just uh, you know we were just going to get lucky and hear everything that you do behind the scene you know <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> anyway anyway uh, our guest today is going i'm going to talk about him once he joins us but um you know i'm just grateful that uh, you took the time to join us today and i'm also grateful to all our viewers who are joining us on youtube we have a beautiful egyptian proverb that is our uh, main focus today. It says that more precious than our children are the children of our children. More precious than our children are the children of our children. I want you to share with me in the comments what this proverb means to you and also give this video a thumbs up uh, You know, if this proverb and other African proverbs that we share resonate with you uh, we do this show every single day monday to friday unless there's uh there's uh there's travel there's uh rest required or vacation or uh unless we are not just doing the show you know for for specific reasons but over the last two and a half years we have been very very con consistent and uh besides the youtube videos uh, the, the content from this show is available in form of blogs, in form of uh, actual audio podcast versions that you can find across all podcasting platforms. And then the beauty of this space is that uh, there's a, a wonderful community that supports this work where every single uh, day whenever we are live, we also have uh, voices of our community members that contribute to our conversation, especially through Clubhouse, uh, where even today you'll be able to engage with, uh, you know, some of our brothers and sisters that are joining us uh, for today's conversation. So, uh, as usual, I have three nuggets of wisdom that uh, are related to today's proverb, and I'm going to share them in a moment. Before I do so, I want to urge everyone who is with us on Clubhouse, I want you to take a second and share the link to this room, you know. It's very important. It's one of the ways that we know that you truly support this work. Uh, you know, share the link to the room within Clubhouse with a, a, a comment and also share the link across other social media platforms and uh, comment in Clubhouse with your thoughts in regards to today's proverb let us know where you are joining us from and also if you are on youtube thank you again um you know for the continued support of the show on youtube uh mj well, your consistency is definitely deeply deeply appreciated uh and uh, i want to encourage you to also you know remember to subscribe to the channel if you haven't and give this video a thumbs up the proverb for the day from Egypt is really amazing. And as we continue on with our theme for the month of January, which has been centering our children, uh, most, not most, but all the proverbs we have shared in this month of January have been related to something about our children, something, a lesson that we can learn in order for us to be better as parents, a lesson that we can learn from our children 
uh, that we can also apply in our own lives. But today our proverb is really great. It's talking about grandchildren actually. It's saying more precious than our children are the children of our children. So looking at this proverb, um, it's, it's really for me uh, a powerful reminder about legacy. But I'll put my own thoughts on the side for a second and I'll talk about um, what the three nuggets of wisdom say in regards to today's proverb. So the first nugget of wisdom that we prepared for you says that set a good example. You know, if you are um, the elder, because in this case, this proverb is speaking about what is it that is more precious than your own children? And it's saying that the children of your children. So if you're blessed to live long enough to see the children of your children, then part of your job is to set a good example for them, you know. Um, number two, care for the environment. You know, uh, a lot of the time when we are still young and careless, a lot of the time when when uh, when we are young, we don't really pay attention to the impact of our actions, you know. And so part of what this proverb is advising us is that if you really want the children of your children to see some of the things that you saw, to even eat some of the things that you ate, or even breathe the same air that you were privileged to breathe, then you have to take care of the environment. And then number three, teach the right values you know uh, this is difficult because turning on the tv is an easier option than actually sitting down with your children or the children of your children to teach them some of the values that you know and this is really one of the reasons why i love uh, this show that we bring to you here every monday to friday 6 a.m pacific standard time uh, the primary purpose of the African Father in America podcast uh, and this show, The Daily African Proverbs, is really what this last nugget of wisdom is saying, you know, teach the right values. Living here in the diaspora, it's very difficult for us to actually access some of the values of our ancestors, access some of the values of our parents. Uh, and so sharing these proverbs consistently allow us to be able to discuss uh, some of these words of wisdom and really gain knowledge out of them and gain wisdom out of them. So um, those are the nuggets and uh, the proverb again for those who are just joining us is from Egypt and it says more precious than our children are the children of our children. What is it that this beautiful proverb brings to your mind? I want us to go through um, you know uh, everyone who is uh, with us on Clubhouse while we wait for our guest who is going to join us later on today. Once he joins, then I'll do the intro, we'll do the interview at that time. But for now, I just want us to keep, you know, um, learning from each other. But first, I want to just recognize um, Lea and uh, I see Satoshi and Willem and Ned and Kenny and Jermaine. Thank you for taking your time to join us uh, for today's show. Feel free to join us on the stage. I also want to recognize my brother Rushi and brother Art and Stella. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I know that Stella has been having connection issues over the last uh, few days, and I don't think that has changed yet. So uh, I'm just going to engage with you, Cubs. Uh, if you just take a moment and share with us where in the world you're joining us from, and really what today's proverb from Egypt means to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. <clears throat> I'm joining from Missouri, and uh, the proverb, more precious than our children are the children of our children. I think a very powerful proverb there because, you know, as a parent, I always think of what we're doing generationally, you know, beyond our children. And I also think back to my uh, paternal grandparents. You know, um, we have uh, the family values that side and its chef, which is um, Christianity, hard work, education, and family. And uh, we have been meeting um, every February uh, as a family, and we discuss our family values, we discuss our history, we play games, and read a family newsletter. 
And I think when I think back to my grandparents, they're no longer alive, but they left us that heritage of togetherness and the values that we do together. So this proverb actually really speaks to, to doing that. And they've set the example and the standard for me in how I raise um, our children and God willing their future generations. Thank you. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, I, I love the idea of uh, writing a family newsletter. That's beautiful. Um, and I also agree that this proverb is really about legacy. It's really about what are we going to do now so that even if you never see your grandchildren, they see some of the values that you have even after you're long gone. Uh, I want to invite... Uh, Stella normally sends her interpretation as a chat whenever she cannot speak. So I imagine that that's what's going to happen. Uh, but Stella is an incredible contributor to this show. She's really part of the reason why uh, this show is possible. So uh, shout out to you, Stella. Uh, I want to go straight away to Brother Earth. Um, Brother Earth, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And uh, what are your thoughts in regards to today's proverb? Thank you so much. Peace and love, family. It's Brother Earth. I'm coming from the North Carolina Territory. Greetings to you in the village, Simon. And uh, as always, again, uh, such a refreshing to go over the wisdom of the ancestors. And when I look at the proverb for the day, more precious than our children are, our, are the children of our children. And... Uh, it's a couple of different ways I can look at that, but um, one thing it reminds me of, one time I was, uh, you know, studying all kind of stuff, I was looking into some, what they call the Native Americans here, or the, or the so-called Indians. Um, one of their traditions, or what they taught is that, you know, whenever you're making a, a, a plan or important decision, you need to look or try to see how it will affect seven generations forward. Because, you know, um, if you plan to have a, something sustaining or something perpetual, you have to look at things in the long term and not for the here and now. And um, uh, something you said, one of the uh, golden nuggets, when you're young, a lot of times you don't know, appreciate things or look at things in a proper context. And what I say is... Um, the proverb is always also a reminder not to get in what I would call like a check the check mentality, just living for the here and now and not necessarily seeing what's down the road or uh, for future generations. I think it's, uh, you know, very important to plan ahead and put things in a place for, like you said, for, for uh, future generations and um, understanding from my current situation, you know, um, my mom and dad ain't really had nothing to leave me. So I'm in the process of trying to uh, put things in order. So uh, a lot of things, my daughter, the things that I, I was lacking or I didn't have what my parents didn't give me, I'm able to give my daughter and help give her uh, a platform or uh, something that she can build for it and grow for it for her and her future generation. And I'll park my plan right there. Peace and love, brother. Peace and love to you, brother. Earth. I, I love that. I love that. Uh, a lot of the time, uh, you know, some people are actually privileged to have parents that leave them something that they can pass on to their children. Uh, but a few people who do not have that privilege, uh, you know, build something out of nothing. And that's uh, exactly what you're doing for your daughter. And I always appreciate listening to you talk about them and uh, just the love that you have for her is, is incredible to 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 witness just through what I've been hearing you share whenever you join us and there's an opportunity to talk about her. Um, I know that we are supposed to go to uh, brother Rushi and then Steven but I just want our guest to say hello real quick before we continue and then I'll share uh, what the structure of the rest of the show is going to look like. My brother, David, how are you doing today? I'm well, my friend. Well, my friend. I was a traveling man yesterday, so I was on the road. I was actually visiting my daughter, so 
Um, we, uh, and then, or spending good time with her and then getting ready to, uh, move, move full time to her, uh, work enables me to do so now. So I'm grateful. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, mm -hmm. David, who is my special guest today is the co-founder and CEO of Kitan Public Benefit Corporation. And, uh, we are going to have a, a lot uh, to talk about in regards to what you do, David. But I also <laughs> want us to talk about this Egyptian proverb. You know, it says that more precious than our children are the children of our children. So mm. think about what it means to you. Think about uh, what is being said uh, and come, come up with your meaning. But also think about uh, a childhood story that inspires the work that you do with Kitan that inspires the work that you do as a father. We will come to that in a moment, but for now, I want to go to Brother Rushi and then come to you, Stephen. Uh, then David will come to you in just a moment. To all our guests who are joining us on YouTube, thank you very much. It means a lot that you're all here. Uh, I see William Jackson and M. Jewel are all there, uh, you know, sharing their perspectives, uh, you know, through chat. Uh, William is joining us from Jacksonville, Florida with Ida. Uh, blessings to you and thank you for the continued support. Now, as we continue, I just want to make sure if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you give this video a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel if you haven't. And if you're on Clubhouse, take a minute and share the link to the room and ping in three to five brothers and sisters to join us for this conversation. Uh, Brother Rushi, how are you? Where are you joining us from today? And what are your thoughts in regards to this Egyptian proverb? Salam. Thanks so much, Simon. Oh, man. I am in Charleston, South Carolina today, as usual. Uh, it's another great day, beautiful day. I think the temperature is about 60 degrees today. So it's a good day so far. So good. This proverb, it makes me think about uh, DNA, how important our DNA is. The, the proverb talks about how precious our children, children are. But also, this, this proverb really strikes me as far as thinking about the legacy we have going forward, but also it makes me also think about the legacy we have or the history we have going backwards. You know, this room that we gather in every day, we talk about the ancestry wisdom that we are discussing and i always think about my ancestors because you know at one point our ancestors were alive at one point they were kids you know so that's how i think about this proverb that the lineage that our dna has you know it's very important to be able to discuss with our children you know what our upbringing was like but more importantly what our parents' upbringing was like. And if we know what our parents' upbringing is like, we need to talk about it going backwards. So going forward, they have a better understanding about the, the evolution of, our, of the family structure and also the evolution of the world, you know? It's so important, you know, what might, you know when, you, when you talk to your parents, they, they always say, you know, when I was a kid, we, we didn't have this like how you have. You know, and that in that same thought process, it keeps going forward and forward and forward. You know, going going back, majority of uh, people in my family, or just in the South, it's it's hard to trace your lineage back. Uh, you know, from your from your parents' parents. After your parents' parents, a lot of times we don't really know much. You know, because we don't have the luxuries of social media or you know iPhones and, and all these great tools we have to capture these important moments in our families that we, that we have today. Just think about today, we have Facebook, there's Instagram, there's all these different tools that we have to capture the special moments in our lives. But just think about how important these tools are and how these tools will look for our children's children's children. You know, will, will they be looking at Instagram and Facebook to see how their lives were or how their parents' lives were, you know, going forward. So that's what that's what this proverb really makes me think about, you know, the lineage of our DNA, our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents, our ancestors, all the ancestors, but also going forward, what what does what does, you know, how what, what would your family look like 
But, you know, it's hard to know what your family looks like if you don't discuss what your family is today and what it was uh, in in past uh, decades. So uh, thank you for the time, Simon. I look forward to uh, hearing what the guest has to share today, and I appreciate the time. Excellent. Thank you again, uh, my brother Rushi, for your continued support. Uh, I want to go ahead and uh, just check. I think it's Stephen who is supposed to share his perspectives next, and then we'll go to Joanne and Mick. Then from there, we'll begin the conversation with our brother David Bryan, who is joining us as our special guest today. Stephen, how are you doing? Where are you today? And uh, what are your thoughts in regards to today's proverb? I'm doing great, Simon, uh, and happy to be a part of this session. I'm joining from Kisumu, Kenya, and uh, I'm Steve Inoko. Uh, in regards to today's proverb, what comes to my mind is uh, uh, a, a struggle that uh, our brothers from the diaspora at times go through when they come and visit Africa trying to connect with their roots. And uh, this proverb just reminds me on how important uh, uh, our roots is to us if you do not know uh, where you came from and uh, you're trying to uh, get uh, your true identity. And uh, the other picture that comes to me is uh, the connection that uh, my parents had with the my children and uh, how they always want to be so much close to them. They, they care about them more than they care about me. And that reminds me of my mom and my daughter. Uh, she would even wish that I stay away, but my daughter stays with her at home. So it just paints as a picture of the importance of continuity of our generation how far and uh, how solid can our generation uh, continue growing from one stage to another. Uh, and the farther your generation can go, uh, that's the pride of every, every parent. And uh, right now, seeing my children grow, I wouldn't want uh, my generation to be first off the earth uh, after a very short period of time. So it's just a picture uh, to me on the importance of carrying my generation and legacy from uh, generations to generations. Thank you for having me, Sam. Of course, Steve. I love that. I love that. Thank you very much. Let's go on to Joan. Uh, Joan, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And what are your thoughts in regards to today's proverb from Egypt? It says that more precious than our children are the children of our children. Thanks a lot. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm uh, I'm Joan, and I'm from Alabama, and um, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, it keep kept ringing through my head. It doesn't matter, you know, where you're from or where you go or whatever. Um, our children are. I mean, this is my perspective. Um, my children are. I mean, I brought them in this world and. I loved them and I clothed them, made sure they had things, you know, to, you know, to further their lives, their lives. Um, their, their father fought me for, you know, just, just having uh, furniture in their room. I mean, it, it, you know, to, to be able to, to help my children, you know, have the furniture they had because I did arts and crafts and things like that. And, and each year at Christmas time, I'd always buy them something for their room or, you know, I mean, grandparents would give them clothes and, and all that kind of stuff. But the important things, they passed on. And I was glad to see it, you know, like like a dresser or rocking chair or something like that. And, and I know it's just things, but it's things that that hopefully they've, they've come to, you know, treasure and, and, and go forth. It is hard to um, make sense of your past, and and but the thing about it is, it, you know, we got it. Like you said, it just just got to keep it going forward, and 
and letting the world know that and let your children know that you care about them and and uh, my mother has passed this year my dad was about 10 years ago they don't my grandchildren don't really know them that well I mean the younger ones don't but um and it it made me kind of sad so um I'm doing what I can to you know a few things here and there and I'm very creative and um we had uh, I was staying with my daughter over the weekend and I grabbed one of my boxes that had odd odd pieces of art in and so I collage and things like that and so the, <laughs> the youngest one she said let's just make my own pokemon and I went all right we'll see what happens and uh, they're so different and they're twins they're they're absolutely they don't look alike they don't sound alike a lot of times but they do have some twin capabilities but um one made it so one made something so odd and all that and it looked cool and the other one made it very nice traditional one and and I thought well at least my abilities are coming out <laughs> coming out the grandkids in their own way and that's it's it's making making time now making time now and uh, I've had 20 years of of living without knowing my children and mm. so I've been doing my prayers and asking my angels for help and and all that and all of a sudden I've been invited to my daughter's house to spend the weekends and, you know, maybe once a month, but you know what, that's fine. You know, at least I got a connection going again. So I'm very grateful for what you, for your room today. And I feel very blessed to feel, feel a connection. I was, I, you, my, I always let my finger do the walking and <laughs> say, which page, which page I want to get into. But um, I feel very blessed. So, so thank you for having me, and and uh, y'all have a blessed day. Excellent. You too. You too, uh, John. We are we are we are we are just grateful that you chose to spend some time with us today. Uh, let's go to Mick and then Latanja and then Party. Then from there, I will refocus the energy of our conversation to uh, my special guest. If you want to see who he is, join us on YouTube. The link is at the top of the clubhouse room. Uh, David Brown is his name, and we are going to talk a lot about you know some of his accomplishments and things like that. Mick, how are you? Uh, where are you joining us from, and what are your thoughts in regards to today's proverb? Hello, uh, my name's Mick. Um, I'm joining you from the UK. Um, I've been in the room a couple of times before, unfortunately, because it's the middle of the day and I'm normally teaching at this time. It's difficult for me to get in. Um, this proverb, I suppose it, it means a lot to me because, um, particularly at the moment, because I've just become a granddad. Um, a step-granddad, one of my daughters married and the person she married had kids, so I've sort of automatically become a granddad. Um, I was interested that uh, whoever it was spoke before who said about the Native Americans and the seven generations, because um, I have another saying, that uh, we only borrow this earth off our children. We're looking after it for them. Uh, and that's something I, I really do believe in. Um, it isn't our earth, it, it, it's the earth for generations to come. Uh, and it's partly why I'm a teacher. Um, so for me, it's, and it's also our legacy. Um, you know, my grandchildren, how they treat the world, how they treat people, um, that's going to be a reflection on me when I'm gone. So in some ways, it's a legacy that they, you know, they are going to reflect what we say, what we do, the attitudes we give them. Um, and therefore, I think it, it's that important connection and it keeps you connected with them. So I think that's about all it says for me at the moment. Um, but it is just nice to come back into the room and listen. Unfortunately, I can't stop for the whole time, but I will stay as long as I can. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, nice to meet you and, uh, you know, all the best with your newfound uh, love of being a, a grandparent and it's just precious like this proverb says. 
Hey Latanja, nice to see you. Thank you for all your support for the show. Uh, how are you and uh, where are you joining us from and what does today's proverb mean to you? I would hope that um, I appreciate you pinning me in this room. I had a breakage, so I'm hoping you did call me. <laughs> um, I know that the uh, proverb says more precious than our children are the children of our children. And it reminds me that uh, we are the extension of our ancestors and the hopes of the dreams they envision. Our children become the realization of the hope in full manifestation. Mm -hmm. Our children's children carry the future to new heights that soar us throughout the galaxy of inspired integrity and enlightened freedom. Uh, I grew up knowing both my maternal and paternal grandparents and even my great grandmother. And I wanted to be sure that our daughter knows both sets of her grandparents. And she also knew her great grandfather, paternal grandfather on my side, and also her great grandmother maternal on uh, my side as well. So I think that the extension reminds us how uh, we are the vessel of hope that our ancestors have endured through this Holocaust of enslavement so that the more that our children learn from us the resilience and in integrity and endurance, they become the hope realized from generations to generations to come. Thank you so much for having me, Simon. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Latanja. I just love, uh, I always love your perspectives and uh, the depth of your wisdom. So I appreciate you taking the time to join us today. And I can't wait for us to begin collaborating as we have been communicating behind the scene. Uh, now, Patty is going to be my guest, I think, tomorrow. But she's taking the time to join us for today's show as well. Uh, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And what are your thoughts in regards to today's proverb, Patty? Oh, Simon, God bless you. Yeah, you know, I'm always at the house creativity modding there, but I had to sneak away and I love this proverb as well. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited about tomorrow. I really am. But you know what? Going back to the proverb, uh, this one, I'm going to I'm going to take it a little outside the box, even though I'm all about legacy. I'm all about legacy, but maybe because I'm, I'm part of the house creativity and their Apple icon got my 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 brain thinking and it brings to mind the seed right? The seed that turns into a root and a root could only keep growing and take form and expand uh, by symbiotic uh, relationships, right? And, 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 and then they can continue. So one tree now could turn into an orchard and an orchard just gives so much and it just keeps on going and going. Sustainability, uh, kind of piggybacking what everybody else was saying, but you know, it just, it's just, it's just there, you know, it just spreads and grows. Again, it all stems from that one little seed, a symbiotic relationship. Now you got roots and now you got an orchard. Uh, and that's how I look at it. So it's really, really essential because you could give so much more with an orchard than just one tree. Uh, Simon, God bless and back to you. Many blessings, many blessings. I love that. I love that. This can definitely uh, refer to uh, a tree and how from a single seed you can get uh, you can get an orchard and also it reminds me of another proverb that we've discussed here before that says that you know never despise a nut because that nut uh, will soon become the coconut tree you know and so uh, it's really really interesting uh, I love all your perspectives and now I want to come to our special guest who has been eagerly waiting to contribute and eagerly listening to all of your contributions. Earlier on, uh, I shared that David Brand is the co-founder and CEO of Keaton Public Benefit Corporation. But David, I want you to just add a little more uh, to your own introduction. What else do I need to share about you that I haven't added? Uh, so add that a little and then talk to us about your own interpretation of this proverb from Egypt. More precious than our children are the children of our children. Then from there we will dive deeper into our conversation. Thank you for making the time. It's so good to see you, my friend. So can you hear me well? 
I hear you well. Thank you for making the time. It's good to see you as well, you know? So good to see you. So good to see you. You know, it's always, my friend, when I see you and hear you, I'm reminded of you in your garden with your kids and how grounding that is. And I just want to thank you for the work that you do here um, and have been doing for so long. And I know I can just feel the energy of the people that have spoken today of how they're so connected to that groundedness um, that you bring to all of us. And I'm just so grateful for you. So, um, you know, I, I'm feeling that in the moment right now. And uh, I've, the last several weeks I've been back and forth to New York and traveling in Nashville. And now, now I'm in North Carolina looking at cows in front of me <laughs> and stuff and and my sacred little sanctuary here at a charity that i support and um and uh so anyway i'm, I'm thinking today everything about this proverb is really about what my life has been about and i became a father surprised I was surprised at the age of 21, I'm now 44. And my father said to me, when I found out my son was being born, that he said, you need to give the baby up for adoption and, and you know, you need to stay in school, you have your college paid for, you're in college, everything. And I said, dad, I, I can't do that. I have to go my own way. And in that instance, I didn't take my father's advice. And it was one of the best things I ever did. <laughs> but I should have taken his advice in other ways. But, and we now have an amazing relationship now. He's, I'd say, my best friend. And, but at that time, I didn't take his advice. And I became the father to my son. And gave up college and went into business. And to, to answer your question about what key turn is and then lead into this proverb is the company of key turn is all about ending financial suffering in business. It is about finding new ways to transact value with each other in a way that's fair and equitable and to ultimately with the goal of ending modern day slavery and um, human trafficking and addressing human trafficking. And, but we do that, how do we do that? Is by building technologies that enable the fair exchange of value. Um, so it's, it's all in process, but if you've heard of blockchain technologies, things like that, it allows for smart contracts and enable you to what we agree upon. So when two people come together and agree in business, there's technologies that enable you to ensure that if you follow through on that agreement, that you will receive what you expected and agreed upon to be paid for or the products and services you expected to receive. So that's a lot of the technologies that we're building where that comes from. Um, is my experience of being a father trying to provide in this world without a college degree, without all the things that others had that I didn't have. And honestly, I made a lot of mistakes as a father to my kids who are now 22 and 21. And then I have an 11 year old daughter as well that is in Nashville and I'm, I've, been here in North Carolina a good bit due to business and so forth and, and do some, do some to some hard times in recent years. But, um, I've been very blessed and, uh, I'm, I'm getting to, I've been with her like half the week. So I spent half the week here and half the week in Nashville because I'm trying to do it right now with my younger daughter in a way that I didn't do it for my older kids. I was struggling to provide financially and just to make ends meet. Um, listening to Joan's story today 
from Alabama. I deeply connected with her and she gave me hope today. So she was saying, I just kind of brought my fingers in, right? And, and just figured out where this is the place that had to come. And she, I believe she came here for me today. And because she just gave me hope because for the past three years, I haven't had communication with my oldest child. And I've been trying to rebuild that relationship. And the fact that she said 20 years later, I'm able to show up and, you know, be at Christmas and so forth gives me hope. So if anyone's praying people out there, pray that I'll get to reconnect with my oldest kids. Um, I, but I'm doing my best to, to, to be there for my youngest daughter now. And we have a very close relationship and I'm very grateful for that. But my middle daughter, who's 21, she gave me a little inkling of hope a couple days ago. When I, and she was like, you know, I appreciate you reaching out to me, but I'm just not ready yet. And I'm like, so you're saying I've got a chance, right? <laughs> like the, like the uh, old movie, right? So to me, everything's, it's, it's about this. It's the legacy that we leave. And what better of a proverb today of, you know, I sh so many times I should have listened to my father and I should have, or my parents in ways that if I had listened, my life would have turned out different. And at the same time, interestingly enough, if I had listened, I never would have known my boy, perhaps, which is an interesting concept with this. And so my struggling to provide financially, and then I was stuck in addictions and so forth for much of my 20s. And there are consequences to that. And I think that's a lot of what this proverb is about is when we, when we don't listen, there are consequences, sometimes good, most of the time, not good <laughs> yet. I think learning to listen to that inner compass that we all have of what, you know, it's like the whisper that this is the path. This is the way. So for me, Simon, it's been the suffering that I endured and that my children endured as a result of my choices is now my life's work in business to when you can't meet your basic needs, it's very hard to meet the basic needs of others and be a provider. And uh, you know, this year, one of the, uh, the word that I'm focusing on this year is provider, is to truly be a provider for my children and for me and others around me and to give when I can give. A friend of mine, you and I talked about, Simon, I made a donation last week to uh, a, a guy in, in Tanzania that is, um, building fruit trees in people's front yards to provide for their families. And I, I think about these things in just the, 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 the minimal act of giving and providing and how that creates an example, even if it's a $5, $10, $20 and giving, just giving and me becoming that example. And the person that I want to be in the tree is, is Patty. Hey, Patty. Um, talked about with, with growing into a tree and bearing fruit. What, what, what seeds are we planting? What roots are growing? And then what fruit are we going to bear? And I, I, I love this because it, 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 it it's an anchoring. It's a, it's a reminder that when we connect in deeply to why we are here rather than what can I get 
from others, when I shift that focus is Bob Berg and the, and John David Mann in the book, the go giver talk about when you shift your focus from getting, what can I get to what can I give your whole life changes? I know mine has been that case. And, you know, I may not have a perfect track record in my lifetime, but I'm trying to do it different now. So thank you for having me, Simon. Of course, of course. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, so one, uh, one of the other questions I love asking guests that join me for the African Father in America podcast is for for my guests to take us back even further. You know, before you said no to your father's advice about raising your son, uh, what happened, you know, between when you were 8 to 16 that actually shapes who you are today, you know, uh, whether it's as the CEO of Kitan Public uh, Benefit Corporation or as who you are trying to become right now, you know, uh, what is it that happened at a young age that shaped who you are becoming today? I share my own story of my mother giving me a bicycle when I was eight and that marking the point where I began distributing milk and bread in our neighborhood in Manyata in Kisumu, Kenya, and how that shaped who I am today, the, the, the hard working, the perseverance, the consistency, all of that came from that moment, you know. Share with us something that really continues to drive you today so that you can be who you're trying to be. Mm, thank you. I, I, rem I remember when I was in middle school in a small town in South Carolina and it was a very, it was a town of about 10,000 people and in middle school, I was bullied a lot. And I was a new kid in town and my father was a minister and I was bullied a lot so much to the point that it was about a year and a half and literally imagine going to school every day for a year and a half, half all of seventh grade and half of eighth grade. And I had had a baseball coach that had, had, had spent a lot of time with me, helped me because I didn't have any friends in this new town. And this guy I thought was reaching out to help me and to reach out and, and be there, you know, as a friend and would take me to the batting cages to play baseball, things like that. And then one day he tried to molest me and I'm grateful that I was able to get out of that situation because there were 19 other kids that didn't make it out of that situation with that same man. And the man's now in prison today. Yet that moment caused me to not trust authority. And how could I, I thought I could trust this man. The man even went to our church. He would sit in the, the pews at church with us. And my father was the minister of the church. How could this person do that? And I have struggled throughout my life because of that traumatic event, but it wasn't the, just that traumatic event. It was the events that unfolded after it. It was the kids in the neighborhood that saw me leave this man's house and made fun of me every single day, writing his name on the chalkboards in school and making fun of me. And those moments of suffering of not knowing there were several times I almost took my life in middle school and knowing that there are so many other kids around the world today that are suffering in the same way or have suffered. Maybe you that's listening today have suffered with a similar, through, gone through a similar experience, but as a parent, 
today. That was the reason I've never made this connection until now, Simon. That moment was the reason I had the strength at the age of 21 to say no to my father and say yes to my son. I've never made that connection before. And sometimes the things that happen to us we don't know why they're happening in the moment and they feel and we ask God, why, 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 why is this happening to me? Why could this or why is this happening to a friend or what is, why do these bad things happen, right? But we don't know that that one act could actually become the act that saves another life. And that act did save, it saved my son's life. And he's here today because of the strength that I was able to build of resiliency and a, my work today of fighting against trafficking and, and modern day slavery and to, for those who are being taken advantage of often at the bottom in the construction industry today, 67% of construction workers in the United States, not to mention the other countries, 67% of them lose an average of 15% of their wages due to underground economy, cash payments and, and non-payment and so forth. A lot of times it's as to do to the inefficient flow of money from the general contractor to the subcontractor to the sub subcontractors. But these inefficiencies that take place, those who need the money the most that are the frontline workers are the ones that are not getting it consistently and can't depend on it and get evicted from their apartments, get evicted from their homes, get, get lose their cars, can't feed their family. I can't tell you the number of times in business, Simon, in the construction industry. In 2014, we had to recover my company when we started off over $50,000 in unpaid wages for workers on three construction projects, $50,000. So these systemic breakdowns in how our economic system works cause suffering at such a great level and that is my life's work, but I would not be as committed to that life's work if I hadn't had that experience of bullying and the attempted molestation of me as a child. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing this work today. So I look, I am truly living and breathing, you know, people talk about how do you find your purpose? I've known my purpose for over a decade. And interestingly enough, the World Cup that we just had, right? And Qatar, a decade ago, I watched a video by Cameron Sinclair, it was a TED talk, talk speaking on the thousands of construction workers that were dying in Qatar as a result of the poor treatment of the workers building these architectural gems, as he said. And he said, what good is it to build a zero carbon energy efficient architectural gem if the labor used to produce it is unethical at best? And that is my life's work. It, it is a mission. It is a drive. It is everything that I am. I've sacrificed immense to achieve that. Yet here's what happened to me three years ago. After raising, I went from barely getting by to struggle to provide for my kids in construction 
blue collar project management to owning my own consulting business. We did millions of dollars in management of construction work and masonry to losing it. A, com a customer didn't pay me over a hundred thousand dollars. And then three months later, I was given the opportunity to go to Harvard business school. Didn't graduate college grad or grant you. Went to Harvard Business School with my co-founder who was a student there. I was not a student, but I got to be there for six months to study and to learn from all these other people and to work alongside all these accomplished individuals. And this, I got the opportunity to do that. And I was so grateful for that. And so I went from homeless to Harvard to nine months later, Mark Cuban invested into our company several hundred thousand dollars. And it's a story of resilience. And had I not had the resilience to not take my life in middle school after the daily, and I'm talking daily abuse that I ex experienced, I would not have the strength and the resiliency to fight the fight that I'm fighting now. And so the legacy that I want to leave my kids is listen to yes, the council of advisors that are around you, but always listen to that inner voice within you. Your story has purpose. And this voice within you, that intuition, that intuition, that inner voice is the compass to me that has guided my life. And yes, scriptures and what I learned in the church pews as a kid and what I learned from the others has, has informed that inner compass even more, right? but listen to hear, get quiet, get still enough. I remember asking you one time, Simon, how are you so calm? How are you so still? How are you the way you are? He said, I was like, do you meditate? Do you do these things? He's like, in my garden. I go in my garden and I get my hands in the earth. And I love that. I love that. So yeah. I, I hope that answers your question. It's a long roundabout answer. No, I, I think uh, we, we, we all listened to your heart. We all felt your passion and we all traveled this, uh, you know, incredible journey of your life, you know, in just a few minutes, you know, we traveled with you and we deeply appreciate the work that you've done, uh, you know, for, 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 for the world, for, for the construction workers, for your children, you know, and for everyone watching, you know, I believe a lot of people have been inspired, you know, from William Jackson, who is also, uh, he just became a grandfather. Uh, and uh, he's, uh, of course, we have another individual who joined us earlier from the UK who became a grandfather, but also a lot of people who are incredible leaders similar to you are listening and watching. Uh, and I thank you for taking the time. Now, uh, share with us how we can stay connected with you because we've come to the tail end of our time together. We will have you back again. But share with us how we can stay connected with you and how we can support the work that you do. Mm. The best place to connect with me is on Instagram. So um, that's at David B-R-Y-A-N at david.brian that's the, really the best place to connect with me i share poetry there i do a lot of poetry i really write from the heart and try to uh really impact people in that way and, and just share straight from the heart and, and then i also speak about some of the work with blue collar workers and people around the world and so forth i did a post about the um uh the remembering the workers who died and had created an image that had the beautiful stadium, someone looking at the stadiums, but then in, you can see it where it's the, like, a, like, a, almost like ghosts of the workers that were standing over the stadiums. And I said, we will remember you. 
And so that's the best place to connect with me. Thank you, David. So uh, in regards to the, the, the loss of lives in Qatar uh, and also in many other places, it's very, very unfortunate. It's very sad. But I also just want to say as we are ending is that what the Qataris did, they learned it from the West. They learned it from Europeans in here in America. This country was built on slave labor, you know, in Europe. Uh, all the stadiums there and a lot of the infrastructure there were built, uh, they, they learned it from the West, you know. So I think what we need to do is uh, to learn from nature instead of learning from humans because humans have screwed up so many things that I just worry, you know, even though you're doing incredible work, we also have to be aware that um, the biggest critics of the Qataris are also their closest friends. You know, it's all about politics. At the end of the day, you, you, me, the workers are the ones who are going to suffer. We have another proverb that says, when two bulls are fighting, the grass suffers the most, you know. So, uh, you know, the, the people of the most money, in this case, the Qataris and... Uh, the European Union, America, they are squabbling, you know, over who is going to host the World Cup and who is going to spend the most money at the World Cup. It doesn't matter uh, to them. But uh, to us, uh, you know, I know a Kenyan security guard who was working at Qatar who fell from the stadiums and died, you know, after being celebrated as one of the security guards who was guiding traffic and doing a really good job during the World Cup. And there are many, many deaths outside of the of the ones we know, you know, unreported deaths, you know. But uh, the same happened when Germany hosted the World Cup, Russia, you know, recently, not even 20 years ago. So you have a lot of work to do, you know. You have a lot of work to do uh, in, in terms of, you know, if it's about justice, uh, you know, you, you, you probably need to go like 30 years back or even 100 years back. But uh, I just commend you for even trying because there are very few people who are willing to uh, face the bull by the, by the horns and, and try. You know, just the fact that you're trying also shows that you've never changed since, uh, you know, since you're young. Based on the stories that we had today, you've not changed much, you know. So, so keep trying. Others are going to learn from you. And hopefully when we have this major infrastructural projects going on, there is going to be justice, people are going to be paid well, and people are going to be paid for what their value is. And then this is going to be replicated in other sectors, you know, because if you think about it, we talked about technology, you know, even in the technology sector, you know, uh, many people are being, uh, are, are not being paid fairly for their talents, you know. Uh, in China, in Vietnam, you know, uh, the people who benefit the most are people here in the U.S., you know, like the makers of apples and so on and so forth, you know. <laughs> uh, if we talk about clothes, the clothes we are wearing right now, the people who make them are probably somewhere in Ethiopia, you know. Uh, even though there is civil war going on, uh, you know, companies that want the clothes to be manufactured, they don't care, uh, you know, they... They just, uh, it, it, they do what they need to do, you know, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's rampant, you know, this situation is rampant and I thank you. I don't want to talk too much. I don't want to go too far, but I just wanted you to know that I appreciate what you're doing. I, I have an understanding of it and uh, you're doing, uh, you're doing important work. To all our listeners who have been diligently listening on Clubhouse, uh, and also our contributors, thank you so much. Uh, you know, the African Father in America podcast is a five-star rated podcast on Apple, and it's because of the the rating you've been giving it, the downloads you've been giving it. So keep doing that. Go on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to the African Father in America podcast, a fear podcast, and uh, keep supporting. If you love watching this on YouTube, thank you. There's a lot of growth that we are seeing there too. And uh, we are giving a lot of information to also help build other podcasts like this. So if you go to the description uh, down below, if you're watching, you'll find a lot of links that my team and I have created that will show you 
how are we creating this show what programs are we using uh and what trips are we planning we are organizing trips uh to the motherland to kenya particularly so if you want to be a part of that uh you should check the description of this video and you'll learn a little more uh with that david share with us just uh you know your closing remarks before we finish the show and push the end button mm. every single day we have a chance and a choice to every single day we we are leaving our legacy the choices we make the phone calls we choose to make to loved ones or we don't the way we show up with love and kindness or we don't and those choices build on each other and the more we continue to make the choices that towards the direction that we want to lead that legacy the greater chance we have of that and our children and our children's children need us to make the better choices thank you thank you my brother and keep up the good work have a beautiful rest of your day thank you to everyone who has been tuned in uh, see you all tomorrow uh, peace and blessings you are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo live from Seattle, Washington, USA.